experimental unit clone force 99. The defective clones with the desirable mutations. They call themselves the Bad Batch. Hey everyone, welcome to another amazing episode of Empire Radio. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Drew. And I'm Andrew. And we are back with The Bad Batch. Season 1, Episode 3, Replacements. It was it was a doozy of an episode. Yeah, yeah it was, it, I mean, it was yeah. pretty intense. It was hardcore. Definitely not a kid's show. No. no yeah, no. Yeah, that's that's fair enough to say. But yeah, we have a lot to get through tonight. But Andrew, you want to go through our our normal socials? Yeah, we're on the internet. Check us out. <laughs> All right, so no, I'm, joking. Right. <laughs> I'm totally joking. Uh, we we are on the internet. You can connect with us uh, Instagram and Facebook Empire Radio Podcast. All one word, all lowercase. Uh, we don't do any of that capitalization spacing grammar stuff just empire radio podcast youtube empire radio a star wars podcast go check us out make sure you hit the subscribe button while you're there and the bell icon to be notified every time a new video gets posted we are on twitch we stream on twitch every tuesday night 8 p.m central 9 p.m eastern at twitch.tv forward slash empire radio and we are also streaming at the same time on Friday nights, 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, to discuss every new episode of The Bad Batch while we still have them. Yep. Uh, and also, right beforehand, at 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern, Drew for sure, most of the time it's probably going to be me too, uh, he and I are having a watch party for the episode. So if you want to jump in, we have a timestamp running on the screen. Uh, we'll tell you, we'll do a countdown. We'll tell you when to hit play on your end and we'll all watch it together, uh, but not on the screen because we don't want to get blocked by big business on YouTube. Yes. Yes. It's yes, already yes. happened once. So yes, we're not going to yes. get into that. I'm still salty. It doesn't matter. Uh, but we're on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash empire radio. Uh, and last but surely not least, we have a discord. Um, so to join that, there's a link at a, on a pinned post on our Facebook channel. By that, I'm in our Facebook account page. What do you want to call it? We're on Facebook, and and that's where it is. And on our Instagram and the link in our bio, um, the Instagram link in particular, if you click on it, uh, you'll have a few different options. Uh, you can join the Discord. It has links to all of our other social medias. So if you for, for whatever reason you forget everything I've said, find us on Instagram, hit the link in our bio. You can tap all the little social media icons and do it that way. Also, in uh, our the link in our bio on Instagram, there is a link to our anchor.fm site where you can leave us a voicemail, which, uh, you know, if you're expecting voicemail time this episode, we have switched that just recently. Uh, we're only doing it on Tuesdays so that we can get through everything we need to get through uh, for the Bad Batch episodes. But we need more voicemails. I think we got one today. I think we, uh, we have two like or three, three or ready for Tuesdays. So. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, so we've got voicemails, but we need more. We always need more because always. we go through all of them. <laughs> we go through the whole the whole group of them every time on Tuesdays. Uh, because we haven't like had like eight yet. So we've we've always had a pretty manageable amount. So send those do you, in. Do you think if we get like ten or fifteen, we can just do a voicemail episode? Definitely. Dude, yeah. Hands down. How about this? We have a plan for next Tuesday. Okay, we do. We have a plan. And uh Sorry, I just looked at the chat, and uh, Aira says there's a link in our link, link in the bio, and that is correct. There is a link <laughs> in our link in the bio. Um, it's like a link, and you click on it, and it's it's like a, just a slew of other links for you to click on. Um, but here is my challenge. It is 9.27 p.m. Eastern on Friday, May the 14th, okay? Ten days after May 4th. Yes, but also three days before my birthday. Ooh. My birthday is Monday, May 17th, 2021. Ooh. If you can get, if we can accumulate 15 voicemails, legitimate voicemail questions, like Correct. not just like I Happy love the birthday. dad jokes. Please keep the dad jokes coming, but like True. questions for us that we can discuss. Okay. If we can get 15 uh before Tuesday night. We'll do a full episode just voicemails and talk about voicemails. I mean, if not, we still have a really fun episode planned. But there's my there's my birthday challenge for all Speaking of you. Speaking of birthdays, you guys, do you know whose birthday it is today? Oh, the maker himself. The maker itself. The George maker Lucas, himself. Happy birthday! And happy if birthday, you're listening George. to this, how old is he? Like seventy. Five or something. It doesn't matter. He still doesn't matter. He created it's stars. His birthday. It doesn't matter. It, it, it doesn't matter. It's his birthday. We're celebrating him. We're celebrating him being born. In our eyes, he's young. <laughs> but anyways, if you're listening to this, George, amazing. Give us a shout out. Give us a shout out and happy birthday to you. More happy than birthday, anything George. else. Thank you for bringing happy us Star birthday, Wars. Happy birthday, George. Without you, we would not be here right now. So. Yeah. I mean, no, we, well, we could, could be, be doing a... just. Uh, like we would a, just be doing like Marvel. Well, I was thinking we could do Star Trek because yeah. Well, yeah, you yeah. and I both know that I would not be here. But then again, if there was no Star Wars, would we be watching Star Trek? It technically didn't it predate Star yeah, Wars. The original Star Trek was from like the sixties, I think. So yeah, well, but it wasn't good. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, shots fired. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, oh. I love how we still make that noise, even though we have a button for that. I keep okay. I want to save the button because every <laughs> you, what people don't understand, excuse me, what people don't understand is that it every time I hit the button to edit, <laughs> I have to add the button in in the podcast. So I have to go listen and like find all the points where and and it's not like we're all like okay, I'm gonna hit the button in three, two, one, and then you both are absolutely quiet. So I see a break. We're yeah. like one of us is always talking or laughing or something, and it's like no, I have to go back the and find. Last time you hit it, I was like screaming because yeah, you were. You hit it, so. <laughs> but I got you, I got it in there. You, 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 it was perfect. It was good. Anyways, but, yes. uh, so there's there's a slew of ways to connect with us on the internet, uh, and by a long shot, the Discord is the most fun but, and the most personal. It's bumping. Um, on average, I check Discord every day, and I've got like 300 messages to go through. I'm not joking. Um, I'm pretty sure yesterday there was probably close to a thousand messages across all the different text channels. 
when I got home from work and I'm like, did you never did tell you read me them the odds? All? I didn't. And then it sucks because like sometimes I'll, I'll specifically be tagged in a comment and there's no way just to like click to like go to yeah, what you're tagged in. So, well, it highlights it. Well, right. So but you can, if it's you 500 just things you up, see the big, <laughs> you see the big yellow bar. Right. I'm just, a lot. I'm just saying. I, I get it. No, I get you. But yeah. Well, join the Discord. It's still a lot yes. of fun. There's a join we're the we've got a like a massive age range too. It's family friendly. It's a lot of fun. Very inviting. No bullying. None of that nasty stuff. Nope. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. So uh connect with us on there. And last but surely not least, I don't know if you've heard, and I'm laughing because most of you probably have. We have merch. We do. EmpireRadioTradingPost.com. You can go there. We've got t-shirts. We've got hoodies. We've got mugs. We've got masks. We've got... Did I did I just cover That's everything? That's it. That's all of them. But we've got... If you request things, you know, technically we could put other things on there because there's a different True. million different things that they yes, have. Yes, there, there are. So if you want a pillow if... with my face on it... Oh, gosh. Like... Eating a muffin. Eating a muffin. Like, if we can get 20 people to pre... Just kidding. <laughs> that, yeah, that's let's, not even that high of a number. <laughs> yeah, let's let's not let's not do that. But but, but yes. for real, if if there is something you would like to see, like um like some sort of like an insulated like tumbler mug or something like that or something, you know, like if, if you got ideas, let us know because yes. there's a possibility we might be able to do it. Um and uh there is a portion of every single sale that goes to us and any of the ones that have the design with the two stormtroopers and Darth Vader on them uh, for the remainder of the month of May are going to the local artist, Matt DeCenzo from Minneapolis, who did that for us. Um, so it would be really helpful for him as well because he's phenomenal. And he's a great guy uh, and he's worth supporting too. So, yeah, that's it. All right. You ready to fly over? Yes. Yeah. Let's get it. All right, guys. Episode three, replacements. What were your overall thoughts? It's, it's pretty good. Does it? Does it? I mean, like, it, it felt... It it still feels like we're building to something. Oh yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. Like and and for me, it didn't it didn't get there yet. You know, um, I really liked. I'll say it this way: I liked the secondary story with Crosshair more than I did the primary story with the Bad Batch mm-hmm. because it was full of tension. It's pretty edgy. You know, really definitely not, definitely not a kid's show. Um, Even though my but, three-year-old niece will watch it. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'm thinking about that and I'm going, uh, maybe, no, maybe it's good. not good. No, she's um, good. but no, it was good. There was a, there was a ton of character development, like small little subtle moments of character development that I, I enjoyed too. Omega is the best. Every Omega. time, the yeah. more episodes I watch of this show, the more I fall in love with her. And I just want to shelter her from the world and protect her. Even though she would probably protect you because it doesn't matter. So cool. I would adopt her as my daughter in a well, heartbeat and take care of her. 
All right. Okay. And and here's the thing. Who here? <laughs> I feel like one, everyone in our Discord has said that at least once. And two, neither one of you can deny that. Deny that she's adopted. Adorable. Well, and that you would adopt her? You would adopt no, her. No, well, you said you, no one would deny it. Well, deny what specifically? That she's that, adoptable? That she's like not cute and adoptable. Oh. I feel like everyone has had at some point, like one point or another in the Discord has been like, she's like the cutest thing. Isn't there like an argument now there's, about there's, who's cute? There's a debate between Grogu. Grogu and Omega on the Discord. And oh. this can get a little, a little heated. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think she's adoptable in my life right now. Currently, I'm not thinking about adopting anyone right now. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's fair. But yeah, you've yeah. got your you've got your bases covered. Yeah, um, but yeah, I I didn't that didn't go through my head. <laughs> but yeah, she's adoptable because she's a child. But I guess what child isn't adoptable? That is a good point. Oh. All of them that aren't. Ooh, which is zero? What? All no, of I mean, are... like, if, if they're in a healthy, like, happy family and they're not up for adoption, oh. that's not adoption. I thought you mean, like, yeah. all the, like, that's orphan true. kids, like... <laughs> oh, no, orphans, sure. Yeah, yeah like, all of them are adoptable. <laughs> that's what I thought you were asking. <laughs> and you, got, you I said like, I was wrong, basically. I'm like, what do you mean there's not kids? I was like, yeah. there's a lot of kids on this planet that aren't. Because adopting them would be kidnapping them. Right. True. That's okay. a different story. And yeah, I, don't so, okay. I don't approve of that. But we support adoption here at Empire Radio, so True. Oh yeah, for sure. If I if I ever if Micaiah and I ever have kids, it's gonna be through adoption. Really? Oh. Yeah. Oh. We've that's that's what we've decided. We're not there yet, but if if it if the time comes, it's gonna we're gonna adopt for sure. That's cute. You all you guys heard it first. Right here. Our cat's keeping us more than busy. <laughs> that's if you that, can't handle a fair. cat, that's, then you're not going to be able to handle a, a human being. Nah, I can handle the cat. I just don't want anything else. Because I have the cat. True. I have Drew. I have Jeremiah. You know, no, you guys, we're a handful. You guys, we're I was going to say, you guys are a handful. That's fair. Well, I my thoughts on that episode... Uh, I liked it better than last week. Yeah, I did too. Uh, I I really enjoyed kind of what Andrew said. I really enjoyed the other side, like the crosshair, re- the replacement part. I mean, that's kind of what the episode is actually about them because they're the replacements. Um, so I enjoyed that aspect and learning more and more about how the Empire went away from cloning. Yeah. Is really what i'm here for like this is that's what i want so i enjoyed that part and it and it and it just leaves us with more like next week it's even more and i keep forgetting that this is a cartoon like we have more episodes than eight right like in the mandalorian when we break down the mandalorian if we had two episodes like this in a row we'd be like when are they gonna get to the part like it's what is taking them so long but in hindsight this is clone like this is a cartoon show that is a little bit more spread out because we have more episodes. So, with that being said, I enjoyed this episode a lot. Um, there's parts of it that I'm like, oh, did they just burn those people alive? And the answer is, 
Yes. Ding, ding. <laughs> yes. yes. Yes, they did. They so did. So that happened in a cartoon show. And, but yeah, no, I liked it. I th- thought it was pretty edgy. I, and I mean, me and Jeremiah liked the edgy parts. So, yeah, I, there, there I, wasn't enough kids in that part that died. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but <laughs> but I, I agree with both, both of you because, like, Andrew said that there's, there's still a lot of, like, build up to something. And, like, I feel like the payoff of whatever this build up is is going to be really great. I think. Yep. When we get to it, it's going to be mind blowing. And so, like, even though I want, like, answers now. I have to be patient, and like I get it. it. I trust Dave Filoni that it's all going to work out. And I, I just like the two sides of the story that are moving towards something, and I'm just excited to see what it it looks like. And I agree with Drew about learning more about how the clones get phased out, and this is just the baby steps before that, so it's exciting. I really also enjoyed the dynamic of them trying to like Hunter and the, the emotion that he has about Crosshair and like, he felt like he left him behind. Like that, that is really pulling on his heart and like Omega keeps reminding him like, no, like it wasn't his choice. Like this, it's not his fault. Like don't blame him for these certain situations. And so I really enjoy that part of it too because you can see the struggle that the crew is having and they didn't mention Omega at one point or a uh, crosshair and Omega's like and crosshair like don't forget about him because we're going to get him back almost like that's her role in this is to help figure out a solution for this and like I don't know I think it's really cool and I like it a lot. Yeah for sure. All right. Jeremy like, what did you think? Well I just kind of said that. We'll give us more. Uh, that's not how that works, but (laughs) (laughs) we'll start doing the the scene by scene. Um, Sounds good. So it starts off with, uh, Omega hanging out with the gonk droid on the ground Mm. and Hunter. Does he have a name yet? Gonk. (laughs) (laughs) This man just said, does he have a name yet? And Jeremiah goes, Gonk. That that's what it is. It's kind of like that's fair. R two D two. That's his. That's what he is. He's that's the. It's like that's what he is. C three PO. That's just what he is. He's not. No, but he's a. Okay. Yep. <laughs> that's just a call. All right. We'll, we'll, all right. From now on, until we get an actual name, we'll call, We're him, call him Butch. Okay. No, I, no, no. No, I like the name you picked. What? You said Butch. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, we're not doing that. Okay. <laughs> Charles. Charles. Uh... No. I like Gonk. We can call him that. I That's just fair. didn't know if we had a name yet. All right. But So Hunter goes around and he's passing out uh, food portions. Like, what are those portion sticks called? Is it? Do they have an I always like name? to think that they're the candy cigarettes that I used to eat as a kid. But, like, they're the same ones that... Luke had yeah, on Dagobah, had, right? Yeah. I don't know. Sustenance I, I, sticks or something. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that there is a name of, for them because you can buy that exact like food box that Luke had at Galaxy's Edge. And I'm pretty sure there probably is a name for that. Um, The chat can help us out and maybe they can figure it out. But I always think they're like just really intense 
um, screen, string cheese. Ara says chow sticks. Chow sticks. Oh, that's a is that all right? Is that just what she's calling it, or is that what it actually is called? I don't know. I like it though. I like it too. But she said, "I think that's what they called it in the show." So okay. let's go with that. I think maybe for a, uh, an episode of Coruscant Cafe, I should make some chow sticks. Make some chow sticks. Dude, that'd be dope. I don't know what, what it'd be made out of though, but chow. It's like uh, frosted mini wheats ground up and like mm. peanut butter. Just making an energy bar. <laughs> yeah, basically, it's basically <laughs> Honestly, it's, it's a yeah. granola bar. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, or like, yeah, yeah. So he has the hunter has to ration the food because obviously they don't have the support of the empire anymore. They don't have any money, and so they have to ration all the food out, which is kind of. I think it makes sense. Like, you wouldn't think like oh, like because you don't really see people eat a lot in Star Wars. Like they just do their missions, and it's just us. They said food. Like the only time we eat, we see eating is like Padme and Anakin on. Okay. Having a little date thing, and he uses the force and does the thing with the fruit. Like that's what other meals have we seen? And so, Luke, like I was, gonna, I was trying to think. I don't think we've ever seen Han Solo eat. He was invited to have dinner with Vader, but he kind of ruined that. Uh, <laughs> True. Like, come on, if Vader invited you for dinner, would you go over and eat dinner with him? Well, he didn't know he no, was. No, he didn't know Vader was there. Remember, yeah. he's saying he he had a chance to have dinner he with said Vader. Set. He did say set. Vader did say set. Mm. Yeah, but I don't think we've ever seen Han Solo eat though. Did he yeah. eat in Solo? No. Maybe huh. when they go on to the uh, what's his face is what do they call? Nah, it? he just had a drink. He had a drink. He didn't like grab a. Sh- uh, Shrimp, orange, a pretzel, uh, one of those blue shrimp from Quill. No, that's that, first of all, you're that's thinking of Krill, and Quill <laughs> is that's the a real ugnot thing. That, that yeah, yeah, gave Krill's his life ugnot. trying to save Grogu. Yeah, RIP. Um, but yeah, so they're rationing food. Um, but and then it cuts to tech, he's making a little device. That's going to scan chips, which kind of reminded me of a, a little device that uh, was in my Bad Batch fan fiction slightly. This little like contraption to go on the head. Um, but more and more of my ideas they stole from me. Like I just can't be- get over this. Like it's basically this is this is modern day theft. This is, it's it's kind of like you got the basic clone rendering in, in the animated shows. And then, like, you have all the variations. Like, I'm, like, the base clone, and they're just kind of, like, covering it up with different hairdos and tattoos and stuff. But it's basically the same thing. So, I see you, Lucas. I see you. Happy birthday, though. Happy birthday. Well, I was saying Lucas film, not George Lucas. But... You might want to be specific in case he's he's listening to this. He could be listening. It is his birthday. Right. Uh, So... Tech, he's making a device to scan the bioships and hybrid chips so he can, I'm assuming, to learn more about it. Um, which I'm excited to see how that plays out. Because, like, is it just to scan it or is it to, like, manipulate it? Because if it's to manipulate it, he could accidentally, like, enhance it like they did with Crosshair and then, like, more of the Bad Batch go bad or something like that, which would be interesting. But, 
I think some they're going to be working towards saving clones, just like we were kind of like predicting that they're going to try and save clones. So um, I look forward to that. But their ship, which I forget the name of their ship. Do you guys remember the name of their ship? Oh, shoot. It's something Havoc. Wreak Havoc, or what is it? No, oh, it's H&M. <laughs> Havoc remember? Marauder. Thank H&M. you. H&M. That actually, oh, actually works. Right. <laughs> Havoc, Havoc Marauder. Thank you, Drew. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, so that ship is just kind of falling apart because when they escaped from Seleucami, they took a lot of damage. And so they're dealing with that. And um, while they're going through hyperspace, there's malfunctions and they start falling out. They get sucked out of hyperspace and they're, of course, there's a planet. It happens. There's always a planet right there when people get out of hyperspace. Well, it's better that than something from Light of the Jedi. True. That is true. That's a quick way to end a season right there. Yeah. What if they did just end it there and then it was Crosshair show? Crosshair Um, and Rex. That's the whole show. That'd be um, out. That's a sitcom right there, dude. Crosshair and Rex. Rex. Yeah. True. Like one yeah. super serious and one's yeah like crosshair he normal. wants the apartment like super clean and like and orderly and then Rex he's kind of just a little more laid back and, and a little messy and had, he shaves his head forced. like mm. his hair all over the the bathroom sink I could see it I'd watch That's that fair. I would too I would dabble dabble I don't know if I could commit. <laughs> This man said I would if dabble. It, if it's on, I would watch it. But so they're started they're, they're, they're just crashing. They're about to crash, and so Gonk he's he's rolling back and forth all over the floor. He he can't hold himself up. Uh, the seats with the harnesses are it's too big for Omega and too small for Wrecker, and they end up crashing on like a a. Was it the moon? Probably, I think that they. A moon it, was, it was the moon, yeah. Because yeah, there's there's a lot of craters and stuff, which is very mm-hmm. moon esque. Well, um, if if you read, I don't the read description. It. I was gonna say they. It literally says they crash on a moon, like oh. an uninhabited moon. Okay. Yeah. And so they crash land, and they're they're all they're all fine, um, and they it cuts to. Crosshair back on Camino, and they're doing more testing and scanning of Crosshair. Which, like, what are they doing? Are they continuing to enhance the work of the inhibitor chip, or are they just studying? Uh, That's what it looks like. Studying or no, no, no. I think enhance. I think they're yeah. I think they're. It's like a treatment where he's they're they're trying to keep him. Do you think in the that, it's, state that he's in. it's it's slowly diminishing with time because later in the episode when they return to the bad batches barracks with the other squad like he kind of looks around and said do you think that the, the inhibitor chip is weakening and that they have to keep yeah yep it's interesting i do you think I mean, that because it was technically faulty even though it worked yeah it worked more i think i think it's still faulty to a certain extent. So you think it, that's just true with Crosshair, or do you think other clones have that same problem with it wearing off? 
Oh, I think it's just crosshair. Just crosshair. I think it's just crosshair because now, now question was that is that what was happening with um, Wrecker? Heavy Wrecker. I mean, when he hit his head and he the whole he episode, kept, he kept he kept rubbing his head on the side where the biochip is. Yeah. So you think when he hit his head, it it like triggered it? I don't know, like because they they throughout the episode they showed him complaining about his headache yeah and rubbing his head so that's definitely going to come into play i think which Mm -hmm. i hope that it's not him turning bad like it's that'd be not not good but yeah i doubt that well i wouldn't doubt it i just i just would hate to see that happen where he yeah i'm not doubting anything but i hope not uh but uh, Tarkin is there watching Crosshair going through his whatever and treatment. Treatment, and the Vice Admiral Rampart comes, and so he's the guy from last episode that was doing the chain code uh, advertisement or decree or whatever you want to call it. And so he introduces something called Project War Mantle. Which is apparently I was li- watching another reaction channel before this, and they said that that was something that was listed in Rogue One when Jen Erso is reading through the different titles. That that was oh, one of the things. Yeah, I don't remember that specifically. I remember that now that you said that. Which is interesting that even after you know nineteen years, that's still a project that they're working on. So. Well, it may not. It may not be a project. It may. It may just, just be a set be of, of plans and directives. Yeah. yeah. Right. It could be his. It could be an archive. That too. Yeah. Yeah. You know. But who knows? But I think it's a cool, cool name, War Mantle. Um, and so he's very adamant about wanting to recruit soldiers because he has this mindset that willing participants would be better than clones which i don't really understand that logic because the clones are now brainwashed and 100 percent compliable to everything that they're commanded so um i don't know what do you guys think of that do you think why why do you think he wants i mean i don't think it makes makes any sense at all because not only are the clones literally bred to follow orders but they have an incredible track record of doing so, minus a yeah. you know a, a, a handful of other instances, and then they're like incredibly well trained. Yeah, Nala say was making that same argument. Like they were bred for this and raised for this. Like you can't compete with them. And the guy's like, well, anyone can be trained to do something. Like no, like yeah, but <laughs> not not to no, not to that same yeah. level. No, I'm yeah, like. Dude, again, I know it's expanding universe, but like the training that's discussed for the clone commandos in those novels is insane. Like if it's if the canon version of that for arc troopers and for clone commandos was anything what it is, you know, is anything in canon like it was in the expanding universe, like their training rivaled that of the Mandalorians. Like they were they were yeah. seriously skilled, you know. So I don't know. Right. I think it's a dead end. 
But, you know, I mean, we know how it ends up, so right. whatever. But it is possible, though, that um, War Mantle was specifically referring to, um, like, the four-person elite squad that we're about to get to. Like, maybe it's kind of like a special ops groups mm. or kind of here in the United States, like Navy SEALs, like SEAL Team 6 yeah, or something yeah. like they're yeah. highly trained above everyone else. And they, they're the ones that do the top secret missions and stuff. And well, they're they need, just, they need to get new people, but well, they'll just people kill them, I guess. <laughs> but, yeah. but yes. Yeah, so as they're talking about this, um, we see this four person squad, um, and they're called the Elite Squad, which is, it's not just a adjective, it's, in the subtitles, it was capital E, capital S, so they're the Elite Squad, so they're an actual thing, and so, everyone wants to know, was the one woman in that uh, lineup Fennec? Because it was definitely an Asian-looking woman. Mm Mm-mm. I don't think so. I mean, ooh, I didn't even. That could be I an mean, in- interesting twist, once. but I don't think so. Because, like, obviously, we everyone knows that she's in the ep- in the season at some point. And the season, and it yeah. was definitely an Asian-looking woman, the character. And so, mm-hmm. like, they want you at least to think that that's Fennec. Um, but someone in our Discord kind of just mentioned about how, um. So like the real life actress is fifty seven years old, and mm-hmm. Tamara Morrison is sixty years old, and so technically they're about the same age. So if that were true about Boba Fett and Fennec, like she would also have to be like a young She's teenager. Young. Yeah, but the actress like is fifty seven and she looks like she's forty. So true, <laughs> like she could be much older than Boba Fett and she just ages well. Um, but my, my guess is it is Fennec. I, I think it'd be cool that that's how she was trained. Like if she like were to defect and join the bad batch rather than hunt them down, that would be, Ooh. it'd be a cool, cool thing. What do you guys think? That would be cool. Yeah. Say, if it is Fennec, what do you think? I'm trying to I'm, I'm trying to find a picture. I guess no one's posted a picture of them yet, but I'm trying to find a picture of their faces again because I swear she looked more like African American to well, me. No, there was a, a an African American lady. Oh, you're and right. An Asian you're right. Lady. You're totally right. You're totally right. So there's two ladies and two guys. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> two generic white guys in the, that were. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> um. I mean it. That would be really cool. I mean, I, that would be a really. It would be a really cool them. backstory to have for her. What you know, time did we actually see them again? Do you have that pulled up? Um, it's within like the first ten minutes of the episode. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty quick. It's right after they crash the crash landing, and it goes mm-hmm. to Crosshair, and then it goes to them. Yeah, it's. I mean, that that's a really good theory. I didn't even put the two together, but that would be. That would be really cool. I would enjoy having that be part of her backstory. Yeah. Because it would, ex- it would explain a lot, you know. If it is her, I'm 
pumped. Do you think she will, if it is Fennec, do you think she will defect and fight against the Empire slash join the Bad Batch? Or do you think she's going to be a antagonist against the Bad Batch? Well, I do know that there is a shot in the trailer where the Bad Batch is chasing her. True. Remember? Because there was a there okay. was a shot with a taxi right. where they were chasing her. Right. So I don't know what kind of tension is there, but it would make sense for me, it would make sense to me for her to begin the process of defecting during this episode because of what we're, you know, we're eventually going to talk about, but what happens. Mm-hmm. And then... I, I just don't know how she would get from there to them chasing her. I mean, there, there's a lot of possibilities. Don't get right. me wrong. Like, I'm not saying that it's, it, I, I can't see it at all, but it, it would just, it would have to be like, she got on a mission with them and they think she betrayed them, but she really didn't. She's trying not to blow her cover. Like something like that, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think she's going to directly join the Bad Batch per se, but I think if that is Finnick, I could see a few more things like in this episode happening and her being like, nah, I'm out. I'm good. I Was she the one hunter. that shot the guy through the window? No, I thought, I thought that was, I thought that was the other, one of the generic white guys. Oh, okay. Cause if that was, that would make sense that it was her because that was like a really good sh- sniper shot. Right, and it was with a normal blaster rifle too. Yeah. So, because I don't it think might you might be onto something. I was wondering if is there really any variance between those soldiers and their uniforms? Not really, aside from crosshair. Right. Yeah. No, I don't think so. So I don't know if like we could even see like any differences like from earlier. We probably have to like break it down and like slowly like go backwards and figure it out. Right. But yeah, I'm excited for that uh, character if it's Fennec because it would just be an interesting break off of storyline, I think. No, I'd be down for that. Huh. What? So. Oh, no, this is just the general cast. Never mind. So I was looking up the cast. I was trying to find the cast for this specific episode. And there was a thing on Rotten Tomatoes where it lists her as Finnick Shand, but it was, it was under episode three, but it was the, it was just a general cast listing. Oh yeah. And she wasn't listed because there was no speaking part. There was no credit of her. Yeah. That's that's fair. Which is they, I think as a STEM toying was last too. like they, she didn't speak, so they didn't have to put her character, uh, the Mm -hmm. actress name in the credits. So, they're just they're messing with us because we want it to be Fennec and they, they're not telling us yet. So someone did play the Ordo Moon Dragon, though. I did see that. Yep. Was was that uh, D. Bradley Baker? No. Oh, because no, he he else. did someone else in that episode too, I think. But yeah, he did. Well, it just it's just got him listed for the clones, right? But anyway, moving forward. Um, it goes back to the crashed ship, and Echo and Tech are trying to repair the ship. Oh, wait. I think I'm jumping ahead. There's a scene where they say they need a compositor or com- something, and 
Omega finds this uh, crate of something and like, hey, is this it? And everyone just stops and like, no, that's Crosshair's technical gear or whatever it was. And so there's just kind of like this sad moment and Wrecker, he's like... Becomes the sad badge. <laughs> Sorry. Isn't that what the clone called him in yeah. the first episode? Yeah. And you're like, that yeah. was the worst thing I've ever heard. And now you're copying him. I mean, it's pretty yeah. funny. You're, me, you're cloning but... his insult. I'm, I'm uh, Going forward, uh, Wrecker, he's like, all right, I'm just going to say it, everyone. I miss him. And like everyone's all sad. It was, it was, it was a sad moment. But it goes... Then it goes to them outside the ship, trying to fix it, and something is lurking. In the shadows. There's, there's always something lurking in the dark in Star Wars. And it eventually it gets close enough, and it steals their last compositor, or whatever it was, and runs off. So they have to go after him. And so, uh, but Tech... Says, oh, it's probably uh, Moon Dragon. Like, and like, you didn't want to tell us. Like, they were like, Dude. yeah, guys, you didn't know this. Like, it's like it's just funny how I like how Tech. He's like always has these assumptions that people just know what he knows. And then there's yeah. Echo, and Echo's been the one in this episode that's like, "Dude, it would have been nice to know that <laughs> ahead of time." Yeah, but whatever. But uh, Tech says it's. It feeds off energy sources, like, which is interesting, that it can survive on its own on a desolate moon where there's no mechanical energy or anything. But whatever. Well, I mean, you saw its din. Yeah, yeah, but how do you survive until another airplane or another ship crashes? Like, you ration. That guy was munching know, down on a flashlight and the capacitor, like he was well, not. He's hungry. That's but when you're got a ration, you stay hungry. You just do bare minimum. True. Dude, Have you ever watched the movie The Martian with Matt Damon? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. He literally eats movie. like, I know, like a gram is, of potato every day for like three years or whatever. So until he learns how to make his own vegetables out of his poop. Maybe that's what the moon dragon does. Probably. Maybe. It's Maybe. possible. You're Maybe you learned little... how to make potatoes. Electric potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> Electric potatoes. You can, you know, put some probes into a potato and Yeah. Yeah. Turn a light on. So Yeah. That is I... a good He needs to make potatoes. That's I think that electric potato is a good band name. Ooh. Um, so anyways moving on yeah all right uh so it goes back to um the elite squad they're being monitored or whatever on camino and one of the guys is like just kind of saying like this is a great opportunity like i wanted a job they're paying me well like take care of my family and this is what the empire is doing, but the Republic never did this. And so, um, that is just an interesting, um, cause like we always just joke about how, like all the stormtroopers on the Death Star, they just wanted jobs and health insurance and stuff. And they all got killed cause they're just trying to provide for their families. But like, it's true. Like this is what people yeah. did. Like 
they wanted opportunities and the empire gave it to them and they just didn't realize the empire's intent. And so, um, they just see it as a job. They don't think that they're doing anything evil or they're just doing what they think is right for the empire and what they can do for their family. Um, but at this point, Tarkin's like, all right, we need uh, to test these, the squad to see how good they really are. And so he's like, send them to Onderon and have them take out Saw's group because the Bad Batch failed. And let's see if these guys, if the Bad Batch is the best and they failed, then if we're going to move forward with this War Mantle project, these people have to be better than clones. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no, this is like, I know Saw Guerrero is fine, <laughs> going to be fine. But everyone else I was worried for. So I thought we were going to get like the beginning of scenes him get injured. Oh, I honestly did not even think that. I did not either. You know what I mean? But because good job. W- when we see him, I was like, oh, shoot, he's this boy's about to get shot at least once, if not twice. <laughs> Because I'm trying to think, nothing. when we see him in Rebels, did he have any like major injuries at that point? Yeah, he had some. Yeah, he had, he some, had gear. some. He didn't have the. Because he still had both his but... regular legs, though, right? In Rebels. Yeah, I think so. He had a little bit of some stuff going on, but, but it he wasn't... had a lot of chest stuff going on. Right. So. I have to go back and look at some scenes to see what. How? Because I think from Rebels to Rogue One, he drastically, oh yeah, falls off oh, the table, yeah. and because he goes super dark, I guess, with his rebellion ways. Well, he ate too many yeah. muffins in one bite, and he. So what happens to you when you, if you, if you're not careful, you lose your sure. legs if you eat too many. Muffins. <laughs> Is that what? <laughs> or or turn yeah. t- turn dark? I don't know what you were saying. <laughs> Because, like, uh, it would make honestly, sense because, like, if you point, have diabetes, both, you can, like, ma- okay. you can okay. lose your we're, feet. We're done. We're done. We're done. Uh, uh, so, we're done. like, all the sugar in the muffins. We're done. We're okay. done. Sorry. But, but you know what would have helped him not lose any limbs? What? Coffee. Uh, yeah. I don't know how that can be proven scientifically, but here is our sponsor ad. <laughs> hey, everyone. Andrew here. I'm pleased to tell you that the sponsor for today's episode is Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. If you don't know anything about Wesley Andrews, you definitely should. They're an award-winning coffee roaster and shop in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and they make fantastic coffee. The awesome thing is that they have a subscription service that gets those amazing coffee beans delivered to your door on an either weekly, bi-weekly, or a monthly basis. Unfortunately, we're all being negatively affected by this virus right now. That being said, what a better time to try some new coffee and support a local business. I know they'll greatly appreciate it, and we will too. After all, using the code Empire Radio with a capital E and a capital R with no space at checkout, when you start a new subscription at wesleyandrews.cc, you'll get 50% off your first purchase. I can't think of a better deal. Get 50% off, support a local Minneapolis coffee shop, and support your favorite Star Wars podcast. In the words of Emperor Palpatine, do it. You know what to do. Go get some coffee. That will help your legs stay on. Scientifically proven. 
nine, nine out of ten podiatrists recommend Wesley Andrews coffee. True. And and if yours doesn't, get a new one. <laughs> I this is not medical sound medical advice. <laughs> uh, I just want everyone to know that you don't need to go into your next podiatrist appointment and ask them if they recommend Wesley Andrews. And if they don't get a prescription for, <laughs> we don't want, we don't want to give you a prescription for Wesley. Andrews. We want you to subscribe. <laughs> to Wesley <Yeah>. Andrews. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Jeremiah, you're choking, man. Yep. You need a muffin. Stay, or a stay tuned to the end of the, the stream. So sorry, people just listening to us, but if you're on the stream, we have a surprise at the end. True. But there'll be fun videos going around. So yes. So uh, after the the squad is sent to go to Andron, it cuts back to um, Hunter and Omega. They are starting to track the Moon Dragon, and ooh, also a great band name, Moon, moon Dragon. dragon. Moon Dragon. Yeah, it's like That's, a great like, fusion, like a jazz fusion band. I was thinking like it feels like a Pink Floyd song, Moon Dragon. Yeah, it's pretty psychedelic. So Yeah. Um Yeah, sorry. Sorry, right. Jeremiah, please continue. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh so Hunter and Omega are I can't remember if it was just before this or if it was from the previous scene, but uh Hunter's gonna go after the Moon Dragon, but Omega was going to be left behind and she's like, well, I'm part of this team now. Like I should be allowed to go. And like, it was weird that Hunter actually brought her like, yeah, she's part of the squad, but she's also doesn't know how to fight a moon dragon. Like, well, she, she's also a child, also a child too. Like clone, clone, female clone or not. Like it's a, it's a, it's a desolate moon. They can't breathe on their own. They had to wear masks. We, you don't know what the gravity situation is. There's a moon dragon. Well, they were already out there, though, so they do know. Yeah, but, like, it could have been, like, the gravity could have been slightly different. Like, enough. It probably was. Right. Yeah, she could have been like, too light, and the gravity wasn't enough to hold her down. What if she just floated away? <laughs> she could be like, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Like, yeah. Like, oh, Guardians of the Galaxy, too. When I, when I, yeah. Oh God. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Yeah. That was a good one. Um one was anyways. better, but yeah. Uh yeah. So whatever, Omega, she's allowed to go with Hunter. Um and so Hunter is using his tracking skills and Omega says, Well, do you think I can learn? And Hunter's like, Well, we each have as part of my, you know, innate abilities, everyone has their own, but it's not really something you can learn. Um, but jumping ahead, she did say, I used your tracking skills to track the moon dragon. And so there was a theory that I heard from like, from the first episode that Omega's special ability is to actually mimic abilities. Oh. And so, cause like in the first episode, when they're trying to escape Camino Hunter, he, he puts yeah. his fist up to stop and yeah. she copies that and so i i would be, be interesting i to like go- that better i like that yeah. better than her being a, like a a megazord of all of them right and so like wait 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 what okay so that actually makes that makes a lot of sense because that makes a of lot the of shooting sense. part 
Well, no, not because of the shooting part, but because later in the episode, I'm jumping way ahead now. Like we're get, we're going straight into yeah theorizing, but like at the very end of the episode, Nala say and what you say or whatever the other <laughs> one's name is, uh, is L- Lama Sue. Lama Sue. <laughs> they're, they're 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 talking. You're welcome for that one. <laughs> That's my joke. You stole that. I know from it's me. your joke. <laughs> uh, but they're talking, and it, and he's like, uh, Nala Sue is like, it's time for the second phase. You know what I'm saying? He's yeah. doing that thing, and and I'm and we're like, what is the second phase? And she's like, well, we need a good donor for the second phase. And they're like, they're all Kaminoan property, and we only need one. And I'm thinking, oh, they they just. But my my thing is like, if they have the bad batch, and they have crosshair, why do they need? Why do they need the other clones? Like, if they only need one of the bad batch, just one, they have crosshair. Why do they need more? Maybe that makes a lot of sense actually, because if her special ability is mimicking and learning very quickly, or mimicking other people's traits, her DNA could be the key to the next phase. Right. Interesting. That just actually clicked in my head and it blew my mind. That is true that like they would want to clone her. Yeah. Um, Cause if you clone crosshair, it's just a bunch of sharpshooters, which I guess it's not bad. Not a bad it's better thing. than what the empire ends up getting. Yeah. Where That's no one fair. Can... And so like, but you heard it here first. Right. And so, but what I was thinking when she said that during that conversation was that the original host's uh, DNA sample is starting to degrade. Like, it's not as good as it used to be. And so, it seemed like it was implying that they want to get original, like the first batch of clones, like the first uh, generation to come back and it sounded like they have an ability or the capability of calling them back like like flipping a switch like do order 67 and like the clones just return back to Camino or something like that where like they would want people like Rex or someone like one of those first generation clones that yeah. are the the closest to Django Fett's pure DNA sample. That's an interesting theory too. Where they would want people like Rex and, you know, I guess Echo might be part of that too. Um, Maybe, yeah. yeah he was, or he was Boba. Cody, like them. Yeah. But, or Boba. Or Boba. That, ooh. Do you think we'll see Boba? Boba. Boba. We might. I don't know. But seeing... So yeah, it could be they want to clone... Omega, but it wouldn't make sense that Nala say let try to help her escape though. But true, but he, that, she also wanted her safe, safe as well. And so, so there's definitely something going on that I'm excited for on Camino. And I'm happy we're we're seeing more Camino. I thought we were gonna be done on Camino. Yeah, I, I like that it's an every episode thing. Um, and I'm really Not last episode, but no, they're on. Yeah, there's a little, there's a little bit of Camino action, yeah, because Tarkin shows up. Episode two, I thought so. Where he's there, 
No, because we're just on that. Were we only on Sukumai? Yeah, we were only on Sukumai last episode. Oh. Well, you know what? It's cool that the Kaminoans are getting more screen time, too. Truth. Uh, because we know so little about them in visual media. Um, so, Drew, would you say that Kamino is your second favorite place? Nope. Definitely not. So it's Tatooine. Then what, Hoth? And then Kamino? Well, if we're doing Probably. one from every movie, it would be Tatooine, then Hoth, and then what's the Endor. what's a then Endor? Endor? Oh, really? Well, I was just gonna say because if it was Tatooine and Kamino, you literally have the two ex- the polar extremes. But then again, with Tatooine and Hoth, you also have the two polar. They're extremes. They're both deserts, so. though. Yeah, technically, Hoth is still a desert. Just a winter desert. It's about no, it's a it's a tundra. It's about dryness. But, a desert is defined by but, dryness, and so yeah, like Antarctica well, is technically is that, a. Is that real though? Because people call the sea a desert too. I've never heard that. In like my the ocean. Life. Really? What? I've never heard anyone say the ocean is a desert. Welcome really? to. Oh, I have Empire Radio. All I know is like Antarctica is considered a desert, no different Correct. than the Sahara Desert. Correct. That's a one. Because also in deserts, it does get really cold, too, at night. Okay. A desert is a barren uh, area of landscape where little precipitation occurs, and oh. consequently, living conditions are hostile for plant and animal life. So if so that's the definition, the ocean, but... you, have to, you have to have a lack of precipitation. Interesting. But they so, do call welcome to another episode desert, though. of don't they? Empire Radio, where we get distracted. <laughs> What'd you lot. say, Drew? <laughs> don't they? Don't they call Antarctica a desert? Yeah, though? people say that. Yeah, Antarctica is a desert. Yeah, but yeah, the ocean is not a desert. My bad. I just heard Joe Rogan say it. Mm. On Joe Rogan, I, I love him to death, my but bad, he bad, says bad, some bad, crazy bad, stuff bad, sometimes. That my, 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 my bad, my bad. Um. Uh, so yes, Omega is with Hunter while Hunter's trying to track the Moon Dragon, and the 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 part is just laying on the ground. He's like, "Oh, okay, let's go get it." And then the claws come up, and it was just like, "Did he really have to climb up it? He couldn't just poke his head around it." Like I did, I didn't, I didn't get that. But no, it was cool because we wanted. I to know, see I seen that. the claws. Yeah, it's exciting. I get it. <laughs> Um, dang, dude. <laughs> um, oh, and before before that though, um, Hunter expresses like how Crosshair is kind of lost or whatever, and she's like, "Well, we can." Omega's like, "We can go get him." Like, so she's hopeful about rescuing uh, Crosshair. So I think that's foreshadowing them trying to rescue. Crosshair, which is probably going to be related to the device that Tech is working on, hopefully. Yeah. Um, but yes, uh, there's a fight between the Moon Dragon and Hunter. Um, the Moon Dragon knocks Hunter around. He loses his mask, pass out because he can't breathe, and the Dragon takes the part down into the the tunnels under the Earth. And so Omega, she panics and 
you know, gets the mask on and he doesn't wake up, which I was like, obviously he's not going to die. But it was just a tense scene for a little, a little girl to have to save uh, a father figure from death. And so she's like, what am we She ra- tries to radio in and no response from the rest of the group. And so she's like, I'm on my own. She grabs Hunter's uh, pistol and blaster and takes matters into her own. Like, this is the mission. I got to, I'm part of the squad. I got to, the mission goes on. So she goes down into the tunnels. Which is, she was small enough to fit, like Hunter wouldn't have been able to fit down those tunnels. But True. No. That's fair. So she was needed either way. She's that small character on the Lego Star Wars games. Jeremiah doesn't get because if know. you know, you know, you know I, what I'm talking about. Yeah. You There's need that little Anakin Skywalker, you. little Annie, or a Jawa. There's lots of times I swapped into R2 and got over something. Yeah, but not through the little tunnels. True. R2 That's was fair. too big for that. You had to use a little Annie or like a Jawa or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, Jeremiah. Definitely. <laughs> Little Annie. Uh, so then it cuts to um, the Elite Squad and Crosshair on Onderon. And they find the camp. And it's, you know, a bunch of size soldiers with the refugees. And uh, they trip a uh, sensor in the woods. And so the squad was, or the, the soldiers saw the shoulders were ready for him, but the squad came in and just basically just, just decimated everyone quite easily. And, um, this was like one of the darkest moments in Star Wars for me. Like, like there was some dark stuff in Clone Wars and Rebels, but, was there ever that graphic of like people being killed? Like there's always droids being killed and like, but like the only time I can think of like a person being killed was like when Anakin killed that guy that was trying to make Satine and Obi-Wan compromise their values. And he's Anakin just comes up behind him. All right guys, let's go. Like, Oh yeah. Like what Um, other scenes were there in like Clone Wars or Rebels were, just people were killed. I don't I don't remember any that were on screen. I mean, it's I definitely not worse that. than the scene from the implied scene from Revenge of the Sith, but well, yeah. We know that that's a joke here to the two of you. So it's fine. But yeah, so Master Skywalker. Stop. <laughs> what are we going to do? There's too many of them. Um you got to you got to flip it. There's too many of them. What are we going to do? Come on. That's fair. We're going to do nothing because you're going to cut us in half. Jeremiah is so done with me. Yo. <laughs> He's so done. Uh, so it's down to one soldier that is like the last trying to protect the civilians. And she's like, I don't know where. I'm not going to tell you where Saw is. Da, da, da. And. You know, Crosshair just goes and just shoots her. And 
um, there's civilians. Yeah, he also says, the way he said it too was really clever. She's like, I'm not going to tell you anything. And he's like, nah, I didn't think you would. Boom. And just shoots her. But he yeah. like pretty much says something along the lines of like, yeah, I wasn't expecting you to. And then he just kills her right away. Yeah. And so then he goes to a couple of the civilians and asks them, and like, we don't know anything. We were just promised, you know, transport off the planet, something like that. And he's about to, you know, just kill them. And one of the other elite soldiers steps in, like, stop, what are you doing? Like, Saw's soldiers are all dead. Like, we've completed the mission. Like, this is... Saw's not here. Yeah, like... They don't know anything. But Hunter's like... Or not Hunter. Crosshair was like, that's that's not our order. Like, we're killing everyone. And the guy's like, we're not doing this. You're crazy. Uh, we're going... We're going to leave it in. So Crosshair just... Turns around. And has him turn around, and Crosshair just shoots him and kills him. He's like, this is why I'm I'm willing to do anything to for the Empire. This is why I'm in Yeah, this is I'm why I'm the charge. leader. Because he was asked, why are you leading us? And he's like, this is why I'm in charge. Because I'm willing to do anything. And so the rest of the squad, they're kind of like in a position where if we refuse to kill these people, we're going to die. Yep. But we don't want to kill these people. And so it's then implied that they did kill the people because they returned back with Crosshair. And so... Well, it's well, not It's not well, just implied. You hear it. You hear at the, very the end of that, at, fire yeah. going. At the very the end of that shots. scene, you hear shots and the flamethrower fire up. Right. So they it's, burn it, yeah. slash shot people, but they burn people alive. Let's be real. Well, they it's like, dude, at, at, the, at that point, what... The flamethrower is just overkill. Like, it's just... Just get your squad mates. If you're gonna have to do it, just do it quick. Well, it might be to hide evidence. True, to burn the bodies. I mean, that's afterwards. fair. That's fair. Yeah, it was intense though. I was like, I was but watching that's, the and I was like, wait, did they just burn those people yeah. alive? Which is that why I was saying in Clone Wars, or which I is mean, it's bad batch, but come on, yeah. Which is why we were saying what we were saying about Finnick earlier. Because I could see this being a similar situation as like Finn from The Force Awakens, where he's like, yo, I can't do this anymore. True. Right. So maybe, maybe it might like go back to that scene and her not shooting her gun. Ooh, that'd be cool. And all, all the like the other guys shooting and the flames are going and her gun wasn't discharged. Maybe. That'd be cool. I'd like to see that. Because, like, we know that she's a bounty hunter and she's really good at her job, but bounty hunters don't kill just to kill either. Right. So, yeah, that's, that's not in her nature. So, if that is her. Do you think that's what I can't the imagine. whole squad was, though? Like, do, were they just bounty hunters? Or, like, who? Because they were. That squad? Oh, like, who they were. Yeah, because they said something like they were just elite soldiers, some of the best in the galaxy. But, like, what does that mean? Like, did, were they just part of other, like, well, yeah, and like planetary was, militias or something, or military yeah, people, probably, or probably, probably, yeah, it has to be something like that. Well, because, and they joined, they joined voluntarily yeah. too. So there was probably some sort of an enlistment call, right. and they joined, and then they, they, you know, they did all their background checks and stuff, and tested them, and yeah, really quickly. You know, 
It's only been like 10 days or something, but yeah. What? Hasn't it? Like, oh, you're talking about since the beginning, the formation oh, of the Empire? Yeah. I thought you were going to have yeah, a yeah. question for us, like, really quick. What are yeah, the, oh. yeah, but no, no, no. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's, it, I mean, this has all been happening really fast. Yeah. So. Or these could be soldiers that Palpatine already had in mind to recruit right they, they away. Could, they could be, you know, part of the Imperial Guard. I was going to say that. Or like the Coruscant, the commandos that Palpatine had around him or something. I don't know. I'm wondering if they were maybe uh, maybe Separatists. Maybe. Because we know that there were like on... Uh, the Umbara arc that there were sentient soldiers that were fighting for the, the uh, separatists. So like, yeah, it's interesting because like, we didn't really see a lot of that side in the Clone Wars. So it'd be interesting to see like people from the other side, the separatist side that are now part of the empire and seeing that side. But I don't know if we'll get that, but which by the way, that reminds me at some point, we need to have a podcast episode where we talk about the expanding universe, Imperial Guards, the Red Guards. Well, you and Drew can talk about that, and I'll take a, a break that we can. <laughs> okay. It, it, the training is insane, but we, like I said, this for Maybe you could read us a book, Andrew. Like a, one of those graphic novel versions of it. Yeah, I mean, it is, most of it is from a graphic novel, so. Stay tuned. Who knows? All right. Um, well, technically, in my notes, I kind of got my... I jumped ahead. Because after they kill everyone, this is when Omega and Hunter face off with the dragon. And Hunter gets knocked mm-hmm. out. So I jumped the gun a little bit. And then Omega goes down... Or wait, no, you already. Yeah, I. Well, I can't. I, I don't know. My. You went by scene by scene. I, I took scene by scene rather than chronological. I can't remember the chronological thing. But anyway, Omega goes down to tunnels and <clears throat> finds where the dragon is living, and so a b- bunch of junk and other parts that the dragon took. Um, but she had a, the flashlight. And I didn't understand why the dragon didn't attack her down there. Because, like, he was kind of calm. Like, she would flashlight on him, and he was kind of like, whatever. And wasn't interested in her or the flashlight until she threw the flashlight. So. Maybe because. It was because she didn't, didn't attack. See her as a th- that, and it might not see her as a threat. I mean, like, but but for real, though, like. The thing was like twice, if not three size or si- three times her size. Right. Well, you know, he doesn't want to eat flesh. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe she was more like you know, like when you hold a dog a treat. She was holding the flashlight. She was he was more interested in the flashlight than eating the person holding. It's possible, it. yeah. So maybe he was just like, "You gonna throw it? You gonna throw the ball?" And then she threw the flashlight, and then she was able Dude, to. Dude, they could have recruited even like the pet, like true. The Bad Batch's pet that would been cool. But then they'll be flying and they'll be eating part of the yeah. cockpit. Plus they have, they have gonk anyway, so they don't need another pet. Yeah, so. yeah, good old gonk. Um, but she finds the part that 
the dragon stole. She throws a flashlight. He goes after flashlight. It starts draining energy out of that, and she climbs away. And um, at this point, Hunter is already trying to find her. And so yeah. she, he, when she pops out, he pulls her out, and he was just surprised that she did it. And she's like, "Well, it was part of the mission. Like, like, I'm duh, like team. I'm duh. part of the team. Like, whatever. Like, I'm part of, supposed to do this." And so Hunter was impressed by her when she did that. Um, which again, that's, that's when she says, I use your tracking skills to find. And so that was just like, that's definitely, she, a, a copy, able to copy people's abilities or mimic abilities. So I'm wondering if it's like one at a time, like the most recent skill that she sees, like she can do, but she can't do like the previous one that she did. I don't know. Oh. It kind of reminded me of, was it, did you guys ever watch the show Heroes? Uh, I did and I couldn't finish it. Yeah. Well, the first season is like one of the best first seasons of any TV show of all time. And And then it just, and, but anyway, one of the characters, I think it was Peter Petrelli. He could mimic any person's ability, but it was only the last person's ability they saw. So it was only one at a time. And so I think it could be something like that where she, she's always equally matched with maybe an enemy or something where she can always do what they do. Um, but yeah. again, we'll have to see how that plays out. And then this is when it cuts to Nala Say and Lama Su talking about the next phase of their plan and super secretive. Um, we don't know what's going on with that, like, but we already discussed that a little bit. Um, and then this is when it cuts to, um, Crosshair and the team, they get back and, they're successful in the mission, but one person died. And but Tarkin, he's still still impressed. And then they go back to the barracks, which was the Bad Batch's pr- previous barracks. And so Crosshair goes in and he kind of looks around, and that's when he sees like like this is not this is he seemed a little disappointed or sad that it's not what it used to be. Like this is not my family. Like, and then he sees uh, Wrecker's check marks on the wall for missions completed. And because we see that in the first episode and then this is, you know, points back to that. I'm like, oh, interesting. And he sits down and he, you can tell he's thinking. And so definitely he's the, the biochip is is fading a little bit in some ways. Because he saw like the etches. Yeah, scratches. Yep. Yeah. And so um, it's just interesting to see how that will play out. And then the final scene is everyone back on uh, the ship with the Bad Batch and... On the H&M. H&M. And Wrecker has a surprise for Omega and has her cover her eyes and uh, Wrecker made her her own room. That's really cute. It was a nice little... And gave her his stuffed animal. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And so I really liked how it was the darkest <laughs> animated part of like all the shows. And, and like, then it ended with a good, positive, adorable scene. Yeah. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah. There it is. Yeah, that was it. Yep, that was the end. So, any any theories? 
moving forward? Um, I would like to stick with my theory that Omega is the one that they need to start phase two. Um, I would also like to see, and I'm hoping to see Crosshair uh, lose the like the effects of his inhibitor chip wear off over time. Um, yeah, that would that would be some interesting tension for sure. Instead of it just being like, oh, he's bad, he's bad, he's bad. He's definitely an antagonist, and then we save him at the very end of the season with the the chip thing you know that tech is working on it'll be it'll be um, interesting along that line like if um it starts to fade off like quicker and quicker as time goes on and so yeah like where he wakes up like one they day, almost overcharged it no like so like burnt out no like like he it it wears off completely and he wakes up one morning and he knows what happened like like, like he wants to escape and while he, they see that he's awakened from the chip and they capture him while he's trying to escape and then they turn it back on where they revamp it up and he's back to where he was. So he's like trapped. He's kind of like Vader. He's trapped inside the Empire's... Yeah, that, w- that would be interesting for sure. I would really want to see it, that. where Because, I mean, it is, it is setting him up to be the main secondary storyline. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, for sure now after this episode, like, we're we're going to get the juxtaposition of the Bad Batch versus Crosshair, who's still back in the Empire, where they were running from. Um, and I still, dude, I still want to see at some point, preferably towards the end of the season, I want to see them try to take on Vader. It could happen. I, mean, I, I, do, I wouldn't I doubt do it. Too. Uh, I I feel like we'll we would. I don't know. I I want to see it. Yes. But I feel like we would more likely get like, like one of the first Inquisitors to like... Yeah, that's fair. Which would be... So my, my thing is with Crosshair, that would be super interesting. Like, you can tell that the Kaminoans, they have to maintain his chip. Yeah. Because if they don't, then they really have no use for them anymore. Right. And that, so that's one thing that they're dealing with too. Like, you can tell it that... Nala doesn't necessarily want to do that to him. Yeah. Like, she probably, like, knowing her past and, like, the way she saved um, Omega. The Omega and the Bad Batch, like, that isn't her intentions to do that, but she has to in order to maintain the Empire needing the Kaminoans and Kamino and the clones. So it's like, you can tell that there's like a, a, a third story arc essentially with them trying to come into. So I, the writing on this is so good. Like it's going to, yeah. I'm yeah. I, I will. For it. I agree. The writing is top notch. Yeah. For this season. yeah. I really like when shows can take multiple storylines and then bring them all together. And, yeah. Like stranger things does that the best. Like, Season three, sure. they had three separate storylines, completely separate, and they all mm-hmm. came in together at the end, and it was great. <laughs> and so, well, even season one was like that. Yeah, like every season, but I think season three did the most. Where, yeah, no, for sure. But yeah, so I really like how they don't have any clear cut. Like and, this is what's going to happen next episode. Like it's yeah, always yeah. like what's going to happen. Like 
we can only see what was in the episode and then theorize what's going to happen. They never say, oh, okay, next we're going to go to. Yeah, they're, we're not like on a cliffhanger or anything yeah, like that. Right. So. For sure. Yeah. All right. Anything else, guys? No. No. I, I think I'm good. Uh, yeah. All right. You've been listening to another episode of Empire Radio. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Drew. And I'm Andrew. And may the force be with you. Always. Always.